Hey there, I'm Troy Washington with Education Checkup and I'm joined here with my co-host, Dr. Roseman. We have amazing guests here. They're gonna talk a lot about student excellence going on in Caddo Parish, their nonprofit. I know that you can probably tell me more details about who we're gonna be talking with today. Yeah, we are gonna be talking to representatives and people that are working at Crestville School. Uh, it's in a program called Communities in School. Uh, and it's through the Volunteers of America, which have done a great work uh, in lots of different areas in our community. And this is really a unique uh, kind of adventure uh, where Volunteers of America has supported Communities in School, which is a national nonprofit, and they have come together to do a lot of schools uh, in uh, Caddo Parish. It's, it's really something that other school systems have applied and done all now all over the country. but. We're here today with Patience Davis. Patience is a clinical site coordinator uh, at Crestville School and Minerva, who's a fourth grader at uh, Crestville School, and she wants to tell us a little bit about the program too from the perspective of the one that's most using it. Minerva, so thanks for being here, and Patience, thanks for being here. Let me just, uh, well, it's great, you know, uh, I read a lot about this, and this is a, a, a really is a unique, program and, and just kind of what people really want to see happening, I think, in their schools. Tell us a little bit about communities and schools, let people know what that is and how that works. Okay, so um, Communities and Schools is a program through Volunteers of America. We're a licensed partner with uh, Communities in Schools, which is a, a national organization. So what we do is um, what we are, what's called site coordinators, will be inside the schools full time and we'll um, assess the needs of that school. We'll uh, work alongside school leadership, principals and administrators to you know, establish goals and needs for that school. And what we'll do is we'll create a plan to, have, to make those needs uh, a priority and uh, figure out what needs to be put in place so that we can meet those needs and meet those goals for the school. So for instance, uh, our goal is attendance and uh, our principal is really big on basic needs. So that are the two, that's the two things that we prioritize the most at Crestwell. So each school maybe have a different things that they might prioritize. <laughs> Uh, along yes. a, a group of things uh, that you do through the community and school. Well, Minerva, what do, you, what, do you, what do you think about the program? What do you think about uh, how that helps in your school and how it might have helped you? Are there any thoughts about that? Or just your favorite thing? What's, your, what's been your experience? Well, it's fun. And like, where we there, we um what's your favorite part when we like do bingo and I like the other games there so the interaction with everyone and I'm sure that that's a part of the um, excellence goal of making sure that you're working with the students and interacting with them yes um, so like I said mr. Dozier our principal is really big on um, basic needs and so when you uh, consider Maslow's hierarchy of needs as it relates to uh, young children 
um, those basic needs, uh, full belly, uh, adequate sleep, safety, um, warm clothes, those things uh, determine whether or not that student's going to have a successful school day. So we make sure that, that we break those barriers first and foremost, um, and then we you know follow that with emotional support, um, academic support, um, offer snacks, food items, um, and things like that to just make sure that the students um, that's one less thing that they have to worry about when they come to school uh, so that they can all they have to worry about when they get there is to do their best. Well, you know the vision community resource of, of the communities and schools is connecting the schools with community resources. Can you talk a little bit about examples of that or what is that what does that mean? Yes, uh, so we have an awesome team uh, of volunteers and community partners in Highlands neighborhood that uh, do any and everything uh, for, our, for our students at Crestwell. We have tutors that come once a week and meet with our students who are thrilled to see them. Uh, we also have uh, volunteers and, and churches and community partners that donate school supplies, uh, uniforms and food items. Uh, we have a church that vo uh, volunteers and donates food boxes before every uh, major holiday break. And so we really couldn't do it without them. So did y'all go out and kind of say we're doing this and, and talk to the people at the Highland Center and and kind of coordinate all that to make it work? or It's a little bit of both. We, we go out into the community and um, speak to those churches and community partners about what they could do to help. But we also have, you'd be surprised um, how many churches and, and organizations and uh, just people who want to get involved, who want, who want to be a part of our school uh, culture and, and who want to see these kids succeed. Yeah, you know, I, I got my church, my Sunday school class had, uh, actually has a connection with the Broadmoor STEM mm -hmm. program. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think there's a place in churches where I think churches can really be involved in helping the kids at school, helping the teachers at school. Do you, it seems to me that some of the things that you do also would be really helpful for the teachers. Uh, can you tell me a little bit about that? Or, uh, or am, I, am I wrong about that? No, absolutely. We, we um, always say that we do what the teachers may not have time to do. Um, because I mean, if you ask a teacher, they will say they are they're busy. Teachers, especially in the past couple years, have had their um, their hands full. So I, I feel like I'm honored to be able to come into the school and um, help when help is needed, uh, help where I'm needed, and, and do anything I can to take some of the weight off of their shoulders um, and be able to. You know, a lot of teachers, when you have a large classroom, you may not be able to, you know, have the time to sit one-on-one -on -one with a student mm -hmm. and, you know, address, you know, emotional issues or, you know, behavioral issues. So, you know, when they come into my room and we have time to be able to address those things and talk about them in depth, I feel like they will be able to go into the classroom and, and, and do their best um, which will benefit ultimately the teachers and the school as a whole. So you guys provide like an extra layer of support. Yes. Okay. Yeah, an extra set of hands, an extra yeah, set of feet. Yeah, we all need help. You know, you know uh, mm. so that uh, because it, 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 you do look at it and say, how can teachers do all that they do? Mm -hmm. uh, and I think it's always great to have a set of 
of people that are there, you know, to help out and all the little things that they, they need to get done. So that's fantastic on your part. You, you become kind of part of that school, part of that faculty, more or less, uh, uh, at Crestville School, and an inter integral part of the school. You said a minute ago you talked about uh, behavioral uh, uh, things. Tell me a little bit about, I can see how this could be really, really helpful uh, in terms of having someone who is in tune with that like you are with communities in school. Uh, what, what do you do, in t in t and the behavioral needs have become even more difficult, I think, in the last couple of years. Can you talk a little bit about what some of the things are that you, you do uh, uh, within a school uh, through the program? Well, um, something that's always stuck with me uh, that a, a mentor told me in college is that there's no such thing as bad kids. So if there's a behavior issue, um, nine times out of ten, all we need to do is just dig deeper and see what it is that's going on with that student. So I'll sit them down and you know talk to them, is everything okay? Do you need to talk about something? And a lot of the time, you know, it could be something as simple as, you know, just their day starting off sour and it just set the tone for the rest of the day and, and it just takes you know sometimes they just need to be heard and um i think approaching behavior issues that way um i feel like it makes a bigger difference than just going straight to discipline right. and so you listen and try to find out the root thing of why the behavioral behavior might exist and you find that nine out of ten times you can get to get to that and uh, and make a difference in the child. And again, something that a teacher may not have is Talk enough time to, do, to yeah. do. You know, it's just, you know, do something to get rid of the problem. So that's really, uh, uh, you know, I think that's a neat part uh, of what you do. Well, I was going to ask Minerva some questions. Cause okay, Minerva. She's, she's here with us. So what's your favorite subject in fourth grade? It's um, math. Oh, math. Well, that's... That's beautiful because in, I was avoiding math in fourth grade. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> no, that's Roy doesn't like math, but I she, just, I'm glad you like math. Absolutely. <laughs> mm -hmm. So just tell me, so why do you like math? What's your favorite part about what you're learning right now? So we doing long division is like, and I like, like doing this because, um, I don't really know why. It's a sense of accomplishment it when is. you solve it. It's a I know I feel good when I solve math problems. I just don't want to solve them, but I feel <laughs> great when I do. Mm -hmm. Now, I'll tell you something. When I was in fourth grade, that's when I discovered that I actually wanted to be some form of a writer. So fourth grade can be very pivotal. You never know where it's going to take you. Well, fourth so. grade was a change of my life, too. I mean, I've, I had a teacher in fourth grade that had the greatest impact on me of any. And so all uh, your teachers really can uh, positively uh, help you out. And in this case, you guys being that extra layer, so they have extra support to make sure that in fourth grade she has her teacher and she also has you guys pitching in to just make sure that their emotional needs, their social needs, and everything is met. So I think that this is a great program to yeah. be a part of. It is. It's a, it's a great program to be. Uh, here uh, and, and it's uh, it, when I re read through some of the, the information on community school, it talked about fo fostering a good school climate. So, how do you do that, or um, uh, in terms of uh, doing the things that foster a, a climate that's a positive climate in schools? 
Okay, well, our um, services are broken down into three tiers. So our tier one uh, services are our school-wide services, school-wide events, awards, um, food services, our clothing closet, school supplies, all of those things are readily available for every student um, in the school. And our tier two services are uh, like when Minerva and her classmates come and meet me as a group on Thursday mornings, uh, they'll meet in groups with me and we'll do tutoring, academic assistance, we'll have you know, open discussions and things like that. And those tier three services are the services where it's those one-on-one -on -one situations where they may just need someone to talk to, to, you know, start their day on a different trajectory than it may have started. Um, so that's mainly what we do. And, and that that's kind of like in a nutshell because there's so much, but it, to right. be able to condense, that's that's mainly what we do. So the children, do they, do they seek you out? They know who you are and, and seek you out if there's something that they want to talk about. Do you have fun in, in the morning when you have the, what is it, Thursday morning? What Thursday mornings. Thursday mornings. Do you enjoy your Thursday morning? Uh, thing with patience. Mm -hmm. Good, good. And I, I imagine that you kind of build a rapport with the students to where they trust you, and you know, over time, you're seeing them each Thursday, so they probably have updates to tell you about. So you become like a part of the fabric of their lives as well. And as you break down those barriers, I'm sure that that uh, opens some doors for maybe that excellence you're trying to unlock. Mm -hmm. I learned just as much as, as I hope they learn when they're with me. They've taught me so much just in the year and nine months that I've had this role. Really? Um, yeah. Do, do you, how do you identify uh, at-risk factors? How do you identify a child that needs more one-on-one -on -one with you? I mean, uh, do you find that out from the teachers or uh, is it just obvious to you? or? So a lot of our students that are on our caseload are through referrals. Um, if we have a student that's referred by their parent, um, by a teacher, by school administration, of course there are students that uh, have been at other schools that had our site, our communities and schools program that will come to a different school that also has that program and uh, site coordinators will refer students to each other. Um, so it's really um, a means of just Students, when we see a need, we, we create a plan, what's called a student support plan, and that's what we use to gauge their progress throughout the year. And we just check their progress each nine weeks to see if they're progressing in a specific subject that they may have had trouble in at the beginning of the year or that previous year. Um, it could also be attendance, uh, meant to mention, uh, meant to mention earlier that um, what we focus on just as far as case managed students is attendance behavior and course performance and that's what we uh, we call them our ABCs yeah. and uh, attendance would be like chronic absenteeism tardies and uh, course performance would of course be grades and behavior would be um, discipline referrals and things like that if it's if it's becoming an issue and so if that student has you know for for example grades that may need to improve or uh, attendance that needs to improve, we'll then bring them in and create a student support plan that's similar to the school support plan uh, where we would, you know, 
establish goals for that school. That student would then have a school support, a student support plan, uh, where we would use that to uh, gauge their progress throughout the year. So it's an individualized plan for each individual. It might be different things for different children, and it's and you do this all wrapped around what's going on with the academics uh, in the school, and uh, you just identify places that are most difficult for each individual student uh, and do, does it usually take does it usually go through the whole year or uh, uh, at, uh, and it goes on to the next or you have you know as the planning goes it'll go throughout the year of course we will have students that get added to the caseload you know later on in the year but um, that student but at the end of the year we'll average out you know their grades or their attendance and we'll excuse me, determine whether or not they progressed, we'll have them added to the caseload the next year. So once you're signed up, you're signed up for the duration of your time at that school. Now, of course, if you transfer for a different to a different school that has that program, you'll have to turn in a consent form again. But we'll, um, that student will be ours and we'll you know, kind of have a continuation so that the student is getting supplemental services throughout their school career and so that they, they're not you know falling through the cracks and they, all this is engaged with the with the parents and yes. the Minerva's father's here but yes. uh, but you uh, uh, look at that and engage your parents in uh, do you find that your work is some of some of it is engaging parents and in, in, yes. in the effort yes um, so we uh, we communicate with parents we have uh, events at the school that parents are welcome to so we kind of just have the philosophy that you know it does take a village so we you know make sure the parents are in the loop and they know what's going on and they know that we are at the school so if there's anything that they need um, we're there to help any way that we can you know this is it's wonderful to hear about this because I, I, I thought for a long time that one of the things that we often don't have in our schools is a really a look at the whole child and that's because there's maybe not enough time uh, sometimes to do all of that and it's great to have an intermediary like what you're doing with communities in school at Cresswell that becomes that mediator and that facilitator and all those terms to get things done with individual children who may need a really need a helping hand and so it, it really it appears to me this is you know this is something that's always been common sense, but people have not really put it into practice. Sounds like y'all really put it into practice uh, and are doing it uh, at Cresswell and uh, other schools I think uh, in the parish. But uh, it's it, it's a great work, and uh, we're we're proud that you're you're doing it. Now let me just ask you one last question, and mm -hmm. that is. What are you most proud of in your work? What really gets you going? Um, being able to solve a problem or being able to have a child come in that's feeling not so great and once we have a conversation they walk out you know feeling empowered and encouraged. I kind of navigate every day like um, just looking within and saying you know I was their age before and you know being a, a little person in a big complicated world is hard but there's a lot of value in someone saying you know let's figure this out together you know let's i'm, I'm proud of you uh you know things like that and 
you know, there's value in someone saying that to you at that age. So I just try to be that for our students every day in any way that I can. It's wonderful. Now, you mentioned that it's good to have an extra hand. But I think when we were in school, and even for yourself, when we were talking about it, your mom was a nurse, right? Right. We had a lot of people on campus that kind of just took on other roles to be that support. So mm -hmm. it's good that there is a position that is designated for that. Because otherwise, it was like, okay, the teachers are really busy, mm -hmm. but there's a school nurse that you can count on right. that's paying attention to all the kids. And he's told this story before, which is why I'm aware of it. But I think we still have that. But yes, it just makes it so much easier for everyone else. If you have someone where that is their job to mm -hmm. look out for people and be aware and observe things. So mm -hmm. we've got more people being right. a part of that village. Right, mm -hmm. and it's a and it's accountability. That it's that's what your job is, and that's you know what he go she goes to work doing. Uh, there's no question about it, and and so that really makes it special. It makes it really work. It makes it tick. But uh, listen, it's been great having you, and you've been a wonderful guest. Uh, and uh, we're looking forward to seeing all the work of community schools and the different schools uh, around our uh, where we live. So thank you very much. Thank you for having us. For great things from you, Minerva, as well. Absolutely. Yes, we're going to keep an eye on You're gonna it. Going to be a math person. <laughs> Mathematician. <laughs> Mathematician. That's Maybe right. Doctor. doctor. You know, might be. Be great. We have to do a lot of math. <laughs> Thanks for watching Education Checkup. We will have episodes every week, and you can find Education Checkup wherever you listen to podcasts. Thanks for watching.